the episode you are about to hear was created prior to our rebranding to Foul Play. If you have any information on any of our cases, you can visit us at itsfoulplay.com. Is that it? Yep, turn in right here. It is, uh, well, actually, going down to the lot. It's fine. Just turn in there at the lot. This is where the, the truck stop used to be. Okay. It's like a popping place. Yeah, other, there's nothing. Um, yeah, now this is a open room, so you may want to pull in over there by that truck. On a previous episode, you journeyed with me to Barberville, Kentucky, where town local Scott Klaus helped me locate where the red-headed Jane Doe was found and laid to rest. Now you are with Scott and myself as we explore where King's Truck Stop once stood. This mammoth of a truck stop once served as this section of the interstate's main stop for truckers to get fuel, a hot meal, and rest. As eyewitness Bruce explained previously, he managed a restaurant at this truck stop, and the truck stop was known for much more than a place to rest for truckers. It was commonly used as a place to pick up hitchhikers and women soliciting sex for money or transportation. Join me as I explore the ruins of King's Truck Stop and make the travel the killer would have made on this night that he picked up and killed the Knox County Jane Doe. in the day uh, this was a cool truck stop like the Blue Beacon set over here is the Blue Beacon a restaurant? Uh, no it's like a truck wash okay, okay and the, the yeah Corbin Travel Plaza that was it had three names King's Truck Stop Corbin Travel Plaza yada 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 it was also a 76 station at the same time so this was all truck parking back in here okay so if you turn around like all this over here that like where that sign is mm-hmm. that would have been the drive through they had their own set of weights so uh, they could weigh your truck before you got on the interstate the the 
the actual truck stop would have been like right over in this section uh, and it had it was two story um, trying to think the restaurant was on this side and the actual truck stop part was on the other side this guy wonder what the heck we're doing probably so was the restaurant and stuff attached yeah it's all together okay Yeah, it's all together. But yeah, I always thought, when I was a kid, I always thought it was neat because it was the only truck stop I've ever seen that had its own scale. So the truck's parked back here? Yeah, the truck's parked back here. This would have been the big truck wash right here. Uh, well, you can see the frame of it still sitting there. That's where they would have drove their tractor and trailers in to get them washed. Yeah, you can see the outline of it there. Now, the reason why they tore it down Supposedly, as they've been working on this multi-year deal. Oh, that's weird, trucks that way over there. But uh, I've been working on this multi-year deal where they're going to put in this big shopping complex here. See, they built the Blue Beacon, a brand new truck stop, or a truck wash over there. Yeah. So there's supposed to be a big multi-million dollar shopping center that goes in here. I wonder when that's going to happen. As soon as the racetrack opens, I would say, when they start building the racetrack. Oh, I guess you don't know about the racetrack. They're building us a <laughs> quarter horse um, buggy track that goes along with, uh, like, Keeneland. It's based off of Keeneland. Mm -hmm. So, basically, it's drag racing for ponies. Uh, yeah, was that gas station here? Uh, that was another truck stop, but it was very small, and I can't remember even what it was called. So this one was the major one? Yeah, this was the big one, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like that truck stop originally would have been from where it says pilot on the front of the building mm -hmm. to over here where it says travel center. Okay. There's now, this little bitty thing. Bruce says that he saw her getting into the vehicle, and they turned this direction. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I think Bruce is very credible. And when you listen to last week's episode, um, there are some questions I ask him, and he doesn't know the answer. And he'll say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that answer. So that, to me, is credible. He's not making things up right. just to please whoever he's talking to. Right. <clears throat> but he also gave me a description of the man, which was pretty good. Oh, don't mind me. The huddle house. <laughs> yeah. All, none of this would have been here. Yeah. This would just been nothing. Uh, you would have had the Shoney's. That, would, that steakhouse back here would have been there. Then uh, none of this. No Walmart or nothing to get way on down through here. So at night, because according to Bruce, it would have been about 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you would have had nothing. Once you got past Shoney's, you would have had nothing to... 
you got to the next traffic light. Okay. Not well, actually, till you get one, two, three traffic lights there. Now is so the KFC mm-hmm. Cafe and Museum is here. Yes, the original Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I had no idea about that. Yeah, the original. So this is where he was from. Yes. Nice. Union College, that's in Marvel. Mm-hmm. The football field is named Colonel Harlan Sanders Field. Wow. He's no longer alive, is he? No. When did he make KFC? Or when was it open? Uh, is that something that you do with tourism? Uh, no, I, I, I don't do it because that's more Corbin. Okay. So the city of Corbin does it. Each city has their own tourism department. Uh, which is kind of weird because we do the city of Marvel and Knox County, although we do Knox County with the exclusion of the Department of Corbin. Now, where do they have the KFC um, factory? Um, I'm assuming it's not here. You mean like corporate headquarters or whatever? Yeah, like where they would have like a big building where they're shipping stuff in and out. Oh, I don't know. I, I have no idea. No, the only thing that is here is the original first restaurant. Okay. Um, which actually, cool place? it's all right. I mean. Is it just a restaurant? Yeah, but it's got a small museum in it. Okay. Um, it, what it was at the time, uh, the train tracks were running right behind it, and basically it was a hotel for... Uh, the engineers, and so he wanted to provide a restaurant because they stayed in his motel. Yeah. And that's where he started coming up with uh, his food recipes. So at night, leading up to where... All this would have still been empty. Where she was found, it's probably likely that if a trucker would have put off there, no one would have thought twice about it. Nope. State police would have drove right by because, I mean, think about it. If it was truck and trailer, it could cover the whole entrance of that. Right. Literally get the body out, drag it up the hill. Even with cars passing, more than likely, nobody would even pay no attention to it. And at that time in Barberville, that, you know, murder didn't, that wasn't, and no one would have thought, oh, he was well, probably no, disposing of a body. Well, it, the only people that should have been out at 2 o'clock in the morning, people that, you know, just worked late shift and had a long drive. You know, I mean, you don't, you still don't see traffic out at that time of the morning. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you, been, if I left Barville coming to Corbin at 2 o'clock in the morning, I might pass three to five cars, you know. And that's 30 years later, so he probably passed one or two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And see, the funny part is, I wonder... Did he go on south and go through Bean Station or through Tazewell, New Tazewell, Harrogate, and then cut back through 63 and hit 75 again? Or did he go on down 25 and go into Knoxville? Going down 25 will bring you into Knoxville. Mm-hmm. That's funny that you say that because one of the things that those students did was routed where... Um, of the central location of where each of the redheads were murdered at. Uh-huh. And I believe that the if, if he was a trucker, 
the central hub that he's driving to or from, uh-huh. I believe that he probably would have been around Knoxville or Nashville, and that's what their their thinking was too. So that's well. Question: How? I mean, date-wise on on these murders, how far are they apart? Well, it's hard to say just because some of them we can only estimate like when they were killed. But so, all six were murdered within a three-year period. Not to change the subject, but right now is when you would start running back into stuff from the church. Okay. Yeah. Like this would have been a Dodge dealership. But at night, it wouldn't have been active. Oh, there, there's nothing open. The truck stop would have been the only thing open. Like, all this would have been here. Um... The shopping center would have been there. This shopping center would have been here. You know, one thing that's unusual about this case is the other ones, we believe he carried them a little distance. Um, One of them, they believe, had been carried, or she was uh, dead for several hours. Um, So, There there wouldn't have been nothing past this traffic line. Nothing. What's unusual about this case is if Bruce is correct and that's who he saw, they would have pulled out here and he would have killed her and dumped her at this spot. Now, my question is, why would he have done that? One possible explanation is he may have seen her at that place and that's when he kicked in and wanted to kill her. Um, But because Knoxville's down this interstate, he may not have known of a better place to dispose of her. So wanted to get her off quick before he was going to hit his right. his base. Well, you know, there's furniture companies sitting across the uh, Kentucky Tennessee line down here on 25. There's an England Corsair factory, and there's also uh, the Royal Medical Equipment factory sitting across the state line. And there's all the times big trucks coming in there. Matter of fact, Old Dominion has a hub just on the other side of the state line, don't you? What's Old Dominion? The truck line. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have, the, I mean, they're, they're a big trucking company. We're getting close to where she was found. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we were. Like, where, see that traffic light down there? Yeah. Just, just right uh, past it. Uh huh. Yeah, none of this would have been developed. This highway wasn't even here. <coughs> none of these traffic lights existed. It's kind of weird when you think about it. Mm-hmm. It was much more of a rural place then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, none of this stuff. Everything would have looked like that. That face you know over right up there. Yeah, both sides of the road would look like this. This up there. Well, now the only thing that would have been here would have been the golf course. 
which back over here. The sticker Scott references was found on the refrigerator that the Jane Doe was found inside. I believe this sticker was something that was on the fridge prior to it being disposed of, but some question if the killer could have placed it on the fridge when he placed her inside. No, whenever they, it first come on the news, we've been working in the garden clearing it out. You know, clearing the ground off and everything. We took a shower. It's me and my aunt, and we had a bunch of kids. And I dyed my hair, and it came out carrot orange. <laughs> Six months, I've stuck with orange hair, dude. Before leaving Barberville, I decided to stop at a small coffee shop downtown called the Ugly Mug Coffee House. While there, I happened across two ladies who remembered when the Jane Doe was found in their town. One of the women even escaped her own attempted kidnapping around the time this Jane Doe was murdered. Said on TV, you know, on the, I think it was the 6 o'clock news it was on. Within the day she was found? Mm-hmm. What, what all the news channels said? Um, they just talked about, talk about there have been others up down the interstate. They said something about that. And they said, um, you know, we're trying to find information. There for a while, they think it might be somebody local. Mm -hmm. They never could figure it out. I mean, How they really couldn't. That's probably 25 or 30. Okay. Do you remember how long ago that was? I'm 59. Um, no, 30, 35 years ago. It's been a long time. Yeah. It's been a long time. So after that happened, everybody was afraid. You guys were. Everybody was afraid. When that man tried to pull you in your, in his car, out of your car, was that it? 
when she was found before or after. It's all around the same time, wasn't it? Me and, a, me and a, another girl on two different occasions. She broke, she had, she had, she was pregnant and she had car trouble and she ran from him like a quarter of a mile. They estimated it, they measured it, it's a quarter of a mile. That she ran her pregnant to get away from whoever this man was. Yeah. Do you remember what he looked like? I was, I was told by the police, which I don't know, that uh, they tried to tell me that uh, he was, that they had uh, checked into him. He's Preacher Riley's son. We don't know a Preacher Riley. There's no Preacher Riley ever <laughs> lived here. Yes, yes. But now, Davey was, I don't know if it's just coincident because Davey's hair was red and mine was too. Mine was dyed. <laughs> And it was like a teeny red, not exactly red, red. But now Debbie's was the same way. And now she was more or less down in her in that precinct. The reason I was wanting to talk to you, she was more or less down next to Grace when the guy got out of her. One thing you'll find out here, I don't know about the other places, but here people are really, really tight-lipped. A lot of stuff happens and nobody saw nothing. Mm -hmm. You'll find that out. But you said after that happened, everyone was really scared. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's the kind of thing didn't happen. You didn't want, I was terrified. You didn't want your kids call, out. You didn't want you out. Oh, really? I was so terrified. I, just oh, called, I almost got abducted. And she almost got abducted. You know, I, I was. Right. She's my age. Everybody at work was terrified. She's probably 25 or 32. Most of the um, the victims, they actually didn't have natural red hair. They just, they just looked like red hair. Yeah, that's the way mine so, was. Just look, you know, it wasn't naturally. Well, you can see now, it, it wasn't red. But where I, uh, I kept it like an ash brown and... Uh, Give it a red tint. <laughs> it turned into a red tint, like a red tint. But now, Mine Davey, was as black as this, and it turned orange <laughs> with a box of dye. Not that I'm saying that had any, you know, but now Davey was... Um, Hers is almost always stayed that color. You know, I, I'm feeling more or less like it might have been him on her, you know, get, you know. Yeah. Because it's down to that location and stuff. What exactly happened? Did someone just try to pour you into the vehicle? No, her, her, um, well, I mean, with me. Yeah. Well, you got a, you got a U-turn over to the old hospital. You come in one way and you go out one way. Well, I was coming, I'd pick my paycheck up, and I was coming out, and he just, he just come in the exit and shot him inside the driver's, driver's door. I mean, it was like, maybe this far apart from each other. I mean, it's just like looking, you know, and uh, he just grabbed me and was trying to pull me out of the driver's seat into his vehicle. Do you remember what kind of vehicle it was? Mm-mm. Only thing I can tell you, I gashed it to the floor. Yeah. And I pulled him out of his vehicle, because he still had a hold of me. And I gashed it, when I gashed it, it just jerked him. And he come, I mean, he was hanging half out of the vehicle. I jerked him so hard. Was that before or after? That's after, huh? Sure, after this victim was found? I, I break my mind trying to think. You know, yeah, just around I, that time. I, yeah, it was around that time. It was all because together. Everybody was scared to death. But I actually racked my brains trying to remember, was it after or was it before? And uh, I just can't put it there, whether it's before or after. Yeah.
Just around that time. Then. See, I'm wanting to say it was before, you know, but I really don't know. I just know it all was together. Because everything happened so fast. Yeah, it was all just together. And so I was. Hey, you're talking about like nothing. You slept with your door open. You didn't. <laughs> I mean, literally, you let your kids go. There was nothing. I moved here. I had family here, and I moved here from Louisville, which is a big city. When my kids was two and three years old, because it was a safe place for a single parent to raise kids, and it was really safe. Everybody knew everybody. Nothing happened. You know, and then this happened. Believe me, it was big. So, what led to um, the the funeral and that family providing the plot? Huh? You know what 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 transpired? To the everybody. Family? It was like it touched everybody. And I think because I was working two jobs at the time, you know, and I had raising young kids, and I think just. Here was somebody needed something. That's what the people done. They just done it. You know, one stepped up, and I'll do this, and I'll do this, and this one volunteered that. And, but because she was still, you know, she's a human being. It don't matter what she done, or if she what deserved. What kind of life she lived, you know. Right, it didn't matter. She was a human being, and people cared. It don't happen now, but it well, really did then. Even back then, this is the only one out of the six where people cared enough to provide a funeral and to provide a place to rest. You, you know. have to understand how barbable it is. Right. It was a real, I mean, everybody accepted everybody for who they were. They didn't judge. They didn't, you know, they didn't say, well, I got more than you got. You can't play my kid, da-da-da-da-da. Everybody was the same. Whether you went to church, whether you didn't go to church, it was still, you know, a real respectful, even the drunks. You know, a drunk would take and bring in a big bunch of groceries when somebody was down on their luck. I mean, you just never knew. And used to it, all it was was a bunch of drunks, you know, bootleggers and... So were you at the funeral? No, I, I, I worked two jobs. Oh. Did you know the details behind the funeral at all? Mm-mm. I've heard, and I don't know if this is true, but uh, they have her set up somewhere where you can come view her. At Hamptons. Okay, so that's true. Yeah. You know I say the Hamptons. Hamptons back then was here in town. It wasn't where it's at now. You know, like anybody else. You know, regardless of what the girl done, somebody, somebody cared somewhere. And who say she done anything? Who say she did? She had a bunch of kids. She didn't get mad and just sleep for a few days, and things didn't work out the way she'd wanted. Cause I'm famous for that. You know, they make me mad. I can load up you haul and I'll be gone. I mean, <laughs> Linda will tell you I wear the interstate out. <laughs> Do you remember um, who found her? It was. Um, it was. What was her name? It was. It was two guys that was looking for looking for junk. You know, and it was at a garbage pile. Cause back then everybody. You know, you just go and you throw throw your garbage over the hill or, you know, old refrigerators or, it didn't matter. Because me and her is famous for climbing over the hill and finding stuff. What'd you have? 
I mean, it, that's what it was. I mean, it's not like that now, but it's what it, the way it was. It really was. Wasn't there a pull-off at the top of it? I think there was. Based my understanding, it's on the back road. That used to be the main stretch. And uh, 25B used to mm -hmm. not go through there. So, yeah, the way they described it. But see, they used to be a garbage dump there. And uh, it was like sort of off of the road a little bit back up to there. It's my understanding that's where they found it. So, it, it was more or less like you could drive by and like sort of glance up through there and see if there's any good garbage. But now, King's Truck Stop used to be a popular place for women to hang out. I mean, back then, I mean, it was. Like any other way it's even like now? Because, I mean, I actually got hard on there, and my husband told me he'd divorce me if I went to work. <laughs> he did. He really did. You know, and he said it's just a bad place for a woman to work. Bad place for a woman to go, period, by herself. Yeah. They have good food. Well, I don't, and the law don't tell everything that they know about something. No, they definitely do not. That the woman had no clothes on, except for socks. Where was her clothes? And she still, she she still had uh, that little necklace, necklace she had on that so eagle. It wasn't robbery. That was an expensive little necklace back then, that, goat, that eagle was. And the two pairs of socks was in style. Mm. You know, so they didn't jerk the chains from her, you know, didn't take her necklaces and stuff. Yeah, I so, spoke to Elizabeth about those necklaces. It makes you wonder, you know, what the... That's what got it noticed. See, I think what happens on that one site we're on, Molly Randall runs it. And they was asking something about the one thing that sticks in your mind from your town. You know, that's just, you've never been able to get over it or whatever, however they had worded it. And that's the one thing that always stayed on my mind, and I brought it up. And then next thing you know, it's everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, Molly runs um, that site for missing people. Or right. Unidentified yeah. people. Mm -hmm. that's, that's how it got started. Yeah. You know, and then somebody to... put up her, put up the picture of her, and, you know, just, and it just goes from there. These women also shared with me about a close friend of theirs that had been walking across the street from King's Truck Stop shortly before the Knox County Jane Doe was murdered. While walking there at night, someone attempted to grab her, but luckily she was able to get away. She too had red hair, and I was told that she did report this event to police. Everyone I spoke to in Barberville said 35 years ago violent crimes was something that didn't happen in their small town. Yet in this episode, you heard about three women who not only were all redheads at the time, but they were all victims of attempted kidnapping around this time. I have to wonder, is it a coincidence that two previous attempts were made to kidnap a redheaded young lady before this Jingdo was discovered? Could this killer have become so desperate to kill that he would change his tactic to grab a victim instead of tricking her into thinking he was going to buy sex? In my opinion, I think the answer may be even more frightening. In a small town where everyone thinks this couldn't happen here, it did happen, and there are more than one monsters hiding in the shadows.